0: Hey there, welcome to Be With The Word. I'm so excited this week. This is our first episode that we are doing for the second season of Be With The Word. And so this is episode 54. And if you haven't already listened to Hear The Word, I hope you'll go on over to our sister podcast. Uh, I'll be reading that to you, and we're gonna be doing it in a more meditative form, and there'll be an additional meditation so i hope you either read it in your magnificat or read it on the web or uh, listen on here with the word and then come over because we're going to be discussing it today i am dr jerry crete i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in atlanta georgia and we are going to be exploring the readings from a psychological perspective but also giving you practical advice and tips and suggestions and takeaways for being able to, you know, take what you hear today and bring it into your family, bring it into your marriage, parenting, bring it into your lives. That's the goal. And I am here with Thomas Clements. He's a good buddy of mine, and he's joined me right here in the man cave, yes, in the geek cave. I finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're not zooming in. We no, actually rare. live together. Mm-hmm. So Thomas,
1: tell me a little bit about you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Thomas. Uh, let's see. I've been in Georgia most of my life. I've got four amazingly awesome kids, a uh, beautiful wife, we've been married almost 10 years. And uh, just recently I have started a new ministry for Gen Z and millennials who have been uh, just ambushed and, and, and just brought down by our culture and it's false teachings and, and lies. And we're, we're hoping to help them kind of get out of that misery uh, help them discover more of God, or even if you know they think everything's fine, but they want more of God. You know, we're we're for people like that too. So we're trying to build community, trying to to deliver the the good news and and help people overcome obstacles
0: and and just come together and love and and have joy. Sounds great. Sounds yeah. fantastic. All right, our topic today is going to be learning to wait. The first step in overcoming addiction so we are going to be having a great discussion on that yes all right so we have been doing these readings right Mm -hmm. and so we've been looking at the readings in isaiah yes and the first one i thought was really fascinating Mm -hmm. because it brings in the topic of fatherhood uh, also and Mm -hmm. this idea at the beginning where it says you lord are our father our redeemer you are named forever Uh, And it says, harden not your hearts, so that we fear you not. And then it gets into this whole tirade Mm -hmm. where, you know, I am bad, uh, I am lost, I'm a polluted rag, I'm Mm -hmm. withered, and all Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. And kind of blaming God for not being present. So I was just curious, Thomas, if you had thoughts on that.
1: Well, I just thought that that's so typical of an addict, you know, someone who would blame someone else for for their issues um and then you know it's just it does seem like uh you know going back to fatherhood just a discussion between you know like a teenage son and his dad like you did this to me you did this to me mm. and then maybe the the humility sets in and he thinks, okay but you know then again i didn't do this and right
0: Mm -hmm. okay sounds like you've had some experience with this (laughs) maybe maybe we need to back up just a little bit and like tell us a little bit about your life like because and why maybe i chose you especially because i think you have just an amazing journey
1: i appreciate that yeah and and thanks for letting me you know come on here and, and be with you guys uh this is cool um well i have been a teenage son before so i know that very very intimately uh not being cool with my parents but then with addiction uh let's see like age 15 to 21 i was just uh, just doing really bad with with drinking and doing drugs and living the the hedonistic lifestyle that was really kind of poured down my throat by our culture just you know these false promises that you can only be happy you know if you feel good all the time you can only be free if you're doing what you want when you want and so that was the life I, you know, pursued. That was what I was seeking, you know, to be happy and to have peace. Uh and so I was drinking every day. I was, you know, smoking pot, I was
0: getting into cocaine and and Yeah, so what I'm really interested in understanding is those first steps like like if someone is listening and you know, they're you're, and they're struggling, right? If you're listening and you're struggling with something in your life that is an addictive behavior, mm-hmm. maybe it's drinking too much, maybe it's, you know, video games, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. It might be, <laughs> for some, workaholism or something. And you're recognizing this is a problem that is a little more than just, hey, I'm, a, I'm doing this too much. It's actually taking over your life yeah. a little bit. And you're at that stage you're realizing hmm, I might have an addiction. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. curious about what that what what the first step would be, or your thoughts on what the first step would be to kind of addressing that.
1: You know, I think I think it's exactly what we find, you know, being shared with us in the first reading today. Uh, what what I, we you know we we can pull from that is this this uh, desire for everything immediate, this immediate gratification that you know is so strong in in the world today Um, we want to get over that and learn how to to wait Mm -hmm. to wait and I I noticed that in the in the first reading um, you know it talked about you know no eye has seen no ear has heard you know what God has planned for you know those who wait for him Mm -hmm. and you know people want that now and so they think they can get it through drugs through alcohol through looking at pornography Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get that what no eye has seen what no ear has heard, they can get that right now instead of going to God the father and and waiting for him in his process to to get the peace, joy,
0: and right. goodness that he brings so so I'm really curious then because um in the in the reading in from Isaiah there's uh-huh. this sense in which um they're looking to the Father and saying, "You know, Father, we need you. You're our Redeemer." Yeah. And yet, and we're waiting for this day of the Lord, yes, like this yeah, is going to exactly. land on us mm-hmm. and everything's going to change. And yet, their life, my life, is a mess. Mm-hmm. And so, so my answer to that, <laughs> right, yeah. is I can't wait for God. Mm-hmm. How long is He going to take? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I just wait, what? How do I even handle that? Yeah.
1: Then so when you know, while we're waiting, you know, we have to have patience. And then it, exactly kind of what the, he's showing in the, the reading as well, it kind of reminded me of the, the prodigal son a bit, the the language that he was using. Um, but we have to have humility as well. And okay. even, even the 12-step programs will tell you, you know, that you got to believe that there's a power greater than yourself and that, you know, that you're dealing with something bigger than yourself.
0: You know, this is really getting me thinking too, because uh-huh. Um, in the 12-step program, for mm. example, in those first three steps, it's all about surrendering. Yeah. Right? And so we're expected there to we surrender go. yeah. to God. Yeah. But no one wants to surrender to God. No, and no. yet we're also expected to act. Uh-huh. Right? Like, it's not like you don't do anything. You actually have to stop doing something. Uh-huh. most cases, it's stop in action
1: yeah yeah so which is so hard by the way when you're an addict um, like I remember thinking okay all I have to do is stop drinking and it was the hardest thing in the world to just not pick up a beer and drink it it was so weird so what worked for you well well it was this is gonna sound super cheesy right but like I tried I went to rehab for a year right I was I was in a detox for two weeks um let's I, see I, I tried quitting smoking cigarettes by dipping and then I ended up just smoking and dipping at the same time <laughs> okay. so, um, but so I tried a lot of different things to, to quit and I, and I even tried cold turkey on my own but it, it didn't mm-hmm. work because like from I think from like 19 19 to, to 21 I, I tried all these things I'm trying to quit mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was finally when you know I humbled myself before the Lord and and
0: sought him that he swooped down and saved me so so if somebody came to you because like when i'm thinking about someone at that mm. age yeah um they're not often yeah, yeah. going to hear that message and humble yeah. yourself to yeah. the lord they're gonna say f okay. you right like <laughs> i want what i want right yeah yeah so how do you how do you how does like let's say a parent is listening, or okay. or a boyfriend or girlfriend or somebody and the, someone they care about mm-hmm. is just not doing that? Okay. I'm just really curious about that. It's a hard one.
1: Well, I, I have ten or sorry seven steps. Okay. Uh, that that might be useful. I I found them useful. What I did is I went through my own, you know, process of giving myself to the Lord, and you know I discovered you know these were the seven steps that that really came to play a big role well let's hear the seven steps okay so step one is to put others first you know obviously when you're in the state of addiction uh, you can't really trust yourself you're gonna somehow find your way to what you're addicted to and so just let other people make decisions for you you know as long as they're not you know too crazy Um, you know and also you know the the act of loving someone by putting them first you know goes
0: a long way as well Uh, so if someone is addicted. so someone has addiction. so their their whole in psychological terms I would say there's almost this extreme narcissism yeah oh right? for sure and they're oh, good dissociated point. Yeah. whenever they act mm-hmm. out and mm. so, what you're really saying is, I have to get out of myself. Yes, and yes. think about others, uh-huh. and allow other people of goodwill mm-hmm. to help me because I can't help myself right now. Uh-huh. Okay, which is along the lines also with God that surrendering to God is also saying to God, I can't help myself right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I need your help. I need mm-hmm. other people who love me to help me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. That's a really hard one, isn't it? It's when you're in a state of.
1: But that's the thing is when, like when you're as tired of the addiction as I was, Mm -hmm. it's almost necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like the, the, the misery like pushes you, like the pressure of the misery pushes you into that. Okay. And, and so it's, it's in in a way, I actually released a podcast a couple weeks ago, like the depression, depression can be good for you in that Mm -hmm. way, because it can push you outside of yourself to to actually seek God, to seek,
0: to love others. Okay. But at some point there, you have to realize things are so bad, like mm-hmm. the depression is yeah. so bad or my situation yeah, yeah. that I need some to do something different. No bueno. yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your, What's your next one.
1: Well, the next one is to run to something else. And, you know, essentially I I've kind of learned like looking back that, you know, when you leave an addiction behind, it's going to leave a gaping hole, right? That that's, that it's not gonna feel good, and eventually God will fill that. But at the same time, too, temporally, you know, in the in the physical world, there something needs to fill that time as well, because you're gonna realize after a while that like, hey, wow, I had have a lot more time now that I'm not focusing on this addiction so much, hmm. and, and so you know, it could be cooking, you could you know pick up the guitar, and maybe learn, you know, how to play another instrument, take karate classes, painting, you know, some big project, some big. You know, thing that you know, kind of once again gets you outside of yourself, mm-hmm. but then
0: it like, takes up the time mm-hmm. that the the addiction once held. I love that, right? Because mm-hmm. some of what I've been talking about and related to addiction and mm-hmm. various other podcasts is that uh, it represent it's a symptom, mm-hmm. uh, and often it's a clue into what we really need. So, in other words, when I act out a certain way, mm-hmm. it's because It tells you something about deep down what I really want. So in other words, if I have a relationship with a bottle, Mm -hmm. then I'm pointing the bottles over there. (laughs) And and, and I have a relationship to a bottle, then deep down I need a relationship with humans. Oh, beautiful. That's Uh, If I have a relationship to, like if I'm viewing pornography, Uh you know, I'm pointing to my computer, (laughs) don't view pornography. (laughs) But but if I I, uh, uh, am on doing that, then what I'm really needing mm-hmm. is real relationships with human beings, yeah. you know, that are deeper. Does yeah that sort of
1: fit? And do all like I'm sorry that we're gonna get off track of the list here, but do okay. all addictions really like point to the fact that we need relationship?
0: Yeah, it's like there's an well, I yes, I would say relationship and is the core. And I would say not Whoa. just relationship but attachment. So we need to feel attached securely Mm. with God, I believe, Mm -hmm. and also with the other people in our lives. So if we're married, it's our Mm -hmm. spouse, Yeah, you know, for a child, it's with our parents uh, and friends at times and stuff, but we need each other, Mm -hmm. you know, close friends and so on. And when we have that sense of attachment and connection, it's Mm -hmm. deep and powerful and intimate, then we feel safe.
1: And so then do bad relationships cause addiction?
0: To say that it causes it is a tricky one, right? Because that takes me into codependency, Uh Okay. you know, red flag. (laughs) You've got a lot more stuff to think about with this. Right, right. But it's a great question because if you stay in a bad relationship, it may perpetuate Uh the lack of connection that one actually does want. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So it it can't say that it caused it, but usually you Mm -hmm. enter into a bad relationship because there is some kind of um, a deficit okay. inside that okay. you need to kind of look Interesting. at. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Well, so that's a by, whole other yeah, topic, though. That's a great next one. podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but the <laughs> number the three one.
1: is to repeat the opposite action as often as possible. Kind of like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you're building muscle by doing an action over and over again. Well, this is repeating the the opposite action, uh so that you kind of. Work out the the muscle you know your will uh, the muscle of your will so that you can choose uh, over and over again to say no to that addiction okay uh, so for example, with porn, every time you view a person who is attractive, you can think of them as a whole person as a subject, and I think maybe of like their dreams, you know the fact that they have a family. Uh, I think maybe the, okay they have you know certain uh, goals that they want to live out, mm-hmm. and that that'll help you kind of begin to look at all people as right. as subjects instead of just
0: objectifying them like you do with pornography. I love that. I love that because I think there there's an opportunity mm-hmm. for empathy, building empathy. Oh yeah, yeah. Learning to actually care for others, mm-hmm. you know, learning honestly even to not objectify oneself oh yeah right? as well as others mm-hmm. and and breaking free of that so i love it it's,
1: okay right? cool because yeah. okay, also like you we know, think of when you do the addiction over and over again it kind of builds up that ha- like you know obviously right. a habit right and right. you want to break that habit Right. by you know overcoming it with the opposite
0: virtue or the opposite habit in in, in psychological terms i'll be conditioning right there we, we condition go yeah. ourselves, the, you know pavlov's uh-huh. dog and everything yeah, yeah. you know you you hear that bell and you salivate uh-huh. because you know steak's coming right yeah so we get conditioned over time and Very so what cool. you're talking about is breaking that and basically new kind of conditioning to help a person um, think differently. Awesome. And then from a brain neurological point of view, you're actually rewiring, if you will, you're creating new, yeah. pathways, new pathways, new ways of thinking. Yeah. Adapting in a new way. Sounds good.
1: Great. Thank you. So next we have accountability, which is, you know, obvious that you, you can't depend on yourself kind of like number one, you can't really trust yourself to go the right direction. And so it's good to have, you know, mm-hmm. someone on your team who you could trust Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of help you out, help you kind of keep you accountable, keep keep you on track, on the wagon, as they say.
0: I like that. Mm-hmm. I do think that's so important because, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, we're responsible for ourselves, right, and our own behaviors ultimately, but sometimes we're, we struggle. And to me, yeah. like in a 12-step situation, you would have someone that you know you can call mm-hmm. just even to know that you can call someone or that you know you're going to be meeting up with your group later mm-hmm. that day or the next day and so yep. it does create Knowing a that, sense yeah, of yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um got to do if it. i make yeah. this decision it will have a consequence yeah very cool and i'm going to have to explain it and sometimes that's enough to make you go you know what? i really don't want to go down that path again mm-hmm. exactly exactly
1: cool. uh next we have uh on the spiritual side fasting Right, fasting is is another way, like kind of like you're know, doing the opposite action, is another way to kind of uh, condition yourself because you're choosing to control yourself, you're choosing to use discipline, um, and you're choosing to say no to good things, and so once this can be fasting from food, or it can be fa- you know any good thing mm-hmm. you can say that you can say no to, right? Right, uh, is is gonna strengthen your will, and you're gonna be able to overcome. You're gonna say no to the bad things too because you're, you've you practiced so many times saying no to the good things.
0: Yeah, no, I like that, I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that creates a, a stronger um, strength uh, sense of will, Yeah. right? So mm-hmm. you have a, a, a stronger will and you realize you really do have choice because yeah. what addiction does is it robs you of your sense that you have any choice. Oh, it, this is so inevitable, good. I'm so going to do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so here you're saying, you know what, I cannot do these behaviors that I could that are mm-hmm. they're good, um, and uh, you know I'm gonna. I guess to me the fasting there's a sense what you're offering that right? yeah mm-hmm. in some way to God you can offer it mm-hmm. as an intention for someone else mm-hmm. so that it's it literally you your fasting is a kind yeah. of prayer right yeah exactly
1: okay. nice beautiful you know? okay and then number six is you know daily prayer life you know uh, building that relationship with God is is huge. Uh, because he, in a way, is like the ultimate accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you, know, you want to build uh, build up that relationship so that uh, he gives you the strength, right? And mm-hmm. and gives you the guidance as well. That mm-hmm. he is, you know, not this, you know, distant figure uh, who kind of exists in the sky and we kind of can you know, we shout to occasionally and then he might hear us. But he is truly here with us to help us and to, to lead us and to, to give us life that you know will truly fill us and so you know having that daily prayer life can yeah he'll give you that guidance he'll give you that that strength and he can help you overcome the the addiction because he'll give
0: you more than what that addiction will have ever given you, that, you now that's definitely my experience you know what hits me? There's a great icon um, that I like, and uh, I was just showing you my icons. Like yeah, yeah I have an those icon are cool. Addiction. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's do. one I don't have. I'm gonna put <laughs> it up in my. Uh, yeah, it's an addiction that I don't plan to give up. That's so funny. Uh, I have a book addiction too that I need to probably address, though. But um, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's Our Lady of the and I think it's called the Endless Cup. I'm gonna go look it oh, up. Oh, love that and name. It, That's so cool. Yeah, it's the idea, and it shows this cup, mm-hmm. and in it is 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 our lady holding christ and a cup like an, you know for an uh-huh. alcoholic it's like it's endless oh and it, there's never nice. an end you, nice. there's never enough you can drink right like, there's uh-huh. always more and more or, nice. or, or drives or whatever uh-huh. it is um and instead what uh-huh. does he offer us he, living water right yeah, he offers endless us, cup, yeah yeah of goodness that is
1: so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so good
0: yeah. So I, anyway, I was moved to that, and I. So I think that kind of speaks to that having mm-hmm. the relationship with God, having a relationship with all the saints, mm-hmm. right, who are there to support us. Amen. Um, yeah. Is 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 important because again, it speaks to offering us something that the addiction is like. Nobody goes to an addiction uh, for bad things. Mm-hmm. You go to an addiction to soothe something. So there's a pain, mm-hmm. and then there's something soothes it. Yeah. So, so nobody's drinking, like when you get to a point where you're passing out and blacking out and never happy and you're on the side of the street or whatever, that person seems unhappy. But that obviously, and everybody goes, oh, that person's clearly, you know, mm-hmm. has a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're unhappy whether they admit it or not. Yeah. It's obvious. But that's not how it starts off. No. It always no, no, starts no. off yeah. soothing something good. <laughs>
1: soothing something,
0: yeah, Right? Yeah. Not, it isn't mm-hmm. good, but it's soothing a pain, right? Yeah, yeah. And so now we're looking, wow, how do we turn that around so that we're really being soothed in a healthy way, like in a loving way? With, and that is with a relationship with God in mm-hmm. prayer. That's with healthy relationships with other people, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then we, then we have that pure good relationship with God. Mm -hmm. that we're seeking like Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier like addictions uh they're really seeking you know strong relationships and you can't get Mm -hmm. a better relationship with anyone than you can get with god yeah and then that kind of leads in a way to the the seventh step which is the sacramental life which truly fills Mm -hmm. fills fills
0: fills you with with that relationship within you and and so what? What when you say that? What do you, most of our audience? Many are Catholic, but maybe some people don't know what that means. Uh,
1: well, I guess so. For the Catholic, it's you know going to the Eucharist, going to confession. Uh, well, let's back up here. So it's it's getting baptized, right? And then they say that uh, the the eternal life begins at baptism. That like in a way, heaven begins on earth in God's kingdom. It's just not. It's not brought to fruition. It's not perfect perfect until heaven Mm -hmm. until like you know after we die but we still can have a an enjoyment of it now and then we continue it by going to confession if we lose it or even just to nourish it a little bit and then to to receive the sacraments to get confirmed you know if you haven't been confirmed you can do that and that's just a super abundance of the holy spirit and then in marriage and the holy orders you know but particularly those the the holy trinity of the sacraments right um Now, I'd love
0: to ask you a few questions here because you have a degree in theology. I do, I do. Yeah, and, and where from?
1: Uh, so I have an undergrad at, at Southern Catholic mm-hmm. and then a uh, master's from Franciscan.
0: All right. Awesome. So here's some thoughts I have. And we are talking about sacraments. Okay. Because I think a lot of Catholics think about the sacraments one way. Mm-hmm. And it might be based on the way they were raised or something. Mm-hmm. And so they see it as just a routine thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's and, so you know, much if more. I'm in mortal sin, that obviously yeah. I need to go to confession. Or mm-hmm. if I'm working on my venial sins, I need to go to confession. Or mm-hmm. I just go to mass, receive... And and here's my thought. You tell me theologically if I'm right here. You're not. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know yet. I haven't heard of it, so we'll see. Like <laughs> to me, the sacraments, especially like the Eucharist and confession, mm-hmm. I'm going to think of as the most available ones for mm-hmm. most people right away. Yeah, yeah. Would be that it's literally the hands, the actions of Christ. Mm you know reaching out and and loving and acting on with that person. So um, if if you are going to confession to me it's more than just I'm having my sins wiped mm-hmm. away which obviously it does but but it's more like I am coming to you in my surrender moment. Yeah. And I'm asking mm-hmm. you I'm asking Jesus mm-hmm. through the priest, through the sacrament experience. I'm asking and, and I'm not asking Jesus is choosing mm-hmm. to love me. Yeah. and uh-huh. to say you're absolved and i i you're important my relationship with you is more important than any of this crap you've done and i just almost want to embrace you in that mm-hmm. moment like that's how i see this act that's 100% I, that's Okay. okay yeah okay. love okay. that
1: that's amazing yeah and then saint thomas aquinas i said i'm paraphrasing said something along the lines of i think he gave the image of like jesus you know has a stick that he uses to like and come in contact with the world. And the sacraments are the stick. Or when he uses spittle in John 9 to heal the the, the blind man. Right. He his spittle to, to, I think he makes mud, to wipe it on his eyes, and then the man can see again. That's what the sacraments are. They are that spittle. They are that, that mud that, mm-hmm. that Jesus uses creation so cool. to come in contact with us. And it, you're right. It's, it's amazing
0: so entering into it in a meaningful way yeah. not just a routine this is what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. or I just or even just a pure shame space like i think a lot of people go to confession, confession it's just like i'm pure shame i'm going to endure this yeah. get my sins cleared off and then hope to goodness that i'm better now yeah and and i feel like that's missing what we're talking about here is is really encountering christ and allowing a relationship allowing an experience a relationship mm-hmm. that's that's okay. what it's all about yeah okay. relationship all right, sweet, I'd like to get on this topic of waiting because I mean the, oh, our yeah. topic is is learning to wait mm-hmm. and we were alluding to it and mentioning lots of things is the first step and I think this is fascinating because we live in a culture right that is not about waiting yeah uh and it's and, and it's almost intolerable because it sucks right okay. <laughs> waiting waiting sucks yeah but right. at the
1: same time there's so like, especially with God like it's such a beautiful process. Like when you go through that period of waiting and then you you the promise has been received or you get to that moment that you've been waiting for and then you look back and you see the beauty. So you don't get to see the beauty really. Sometimes you get glimpses during it, but you get to see the beauty
0: Okay. later. Okay. Okay. And And you know, what's interesting to me is mindfulness, right? Because oh, mindfulness nice. yeah. is popular and mm-hmm. it's a form of secularized Buddhism that is being used to help people. And, and my point on that is that's fine, uh, you know, as long as it's not true, you know, like yeah. active Buddhism. But, but honestly, our Catholic tradition has a, a, a whole approach to stillness. Oh, uh, yeah. I was talking about, I was showing you my icons, and I had one of no St. Gregory yeah. who who's an Eastern yeah, saint, who teaches cool. that, yeah. hesychism, as mm-hmm. they say, and it's about stillness, and I feel like in our world today, we don't know how to be still, like, I remember a time when I was a kid, and there was no phones or nothing, right, and if mm-hmm. you wanted to watch TV, like a show, know, like, not, you had to wait that. till it showed up, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it didn't show up in reruns until the summer, and then <laughs> yeah. that's... If you oh, missed an episode man. you had to wait till the summer. Oh yeah, that's so funny. So, <laughs> so I mean that's so gone, right? It's so and gone. Even myself like I almost long for that.
1: What about the the TV guy channel where you you'd miss the channel you were trying to like like see what was on that channel and it okay. would scroll down and you'd miss it and you have to sit there and oh, wait, wait for it for it to come all the way back around.
0: Right. Well okay, right. Well my TV, the first TV I had was like, you had to like, actually had a, we had a clicker at one point, uh-huh. which was new and it was sound motivated. So you go click, 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 click. And it would change channels. Everybody thought it was amazing, right? Because no you'd have to get up and do it, but it would go click, click. So you'd be two, uh-huh. three, four. And if you, oh, you flip by six, but you wanted to go to five. Oh, you had to click all the way back around, right? It's like a rotary phone. You're like no seven, way. you wait for it to go all the way back. It, it, it took a long time to make a phone call. So, so funny. we, Generations past were better
1: at waiting. Yeah, they were. I actually had a conversation with a friend many years ago, and we talked about like how much people, because you know when they used to do the laundry, they had to go through all these processes or cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They'd do all these processes that took a long time to make or to to do, um, and and you the people would like would gain a lot through those processes. They would learn, you know, different mm-hmm. skills. Uh, it would. It would, it would bring a lot of fruit from that and
0: we, we've kind of lost those so processes. how do we get it back like yeah. we're not going to go back to like you know uh you know basically kneading my own bread like I'm my wife makes her that. own flour. does she okay she does. okay she does. well that's awesome <laughs> i'm not gonna be there so and most people listening like i don't know maybe some of you are like how do we cultivate a spirit and this is not I expect you to like have the answer like we're here to kind of figure it out but like how do we cultivate a spirit of slowing down? Uh-oh, because yeah. I think what an addiction does is it takes us out really quickly. And so there's a part of us that just wants pain to go away now. Yeah, that's it. So, mm-hmm. I'm what I'm suggesting is what nobody wants to do which is to slow down mm-hmm. and allow yourself to approach the pain. Because mm-hmm. it is, or, or sit with the pain sometimes. Maybe it's grief or loss. Yeah. Maybe it's Something, but sitting with it in order to tend to it, to take care of it, to yeah. be with it, rather than rushing away from it. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to do that. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, I'm curious your thoughts on that and, and or how you've,
1: you well, know. I think, I think the secret is because it's, it comes down to, you know, the, the problem of suffering. Like why does God allow suffering? And the, the answer to that is, you know, we look to
0: Jesus, like who gave meaning to suffering. Okay, so, but I like that, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's hard for people, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay. for some people, mm-hmm. anyway. I think if you come to that, then you know that. But in a bad moment, like, I really feel bad Oh, right for now. sure. And I, I don't mean to be, like, cold-hearted about people well, suffering. no, no, I them. didn't think you were cold-hearted. But well, I'm why, just really curious. Why did curious. you say that, then, Jim? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, like, <laughs> like, like, if you just said, I, I'm also thinking on the other side of it, like, uh, for myself and my people, try to do that. Maybe. Yeah, but for someone else, for someone like, how do you say like go to Jesus and not sound like oh I'm just putting a bandit or just trying to oh no spiritualize yeah it? you
1: can't that's not what you say yeah yeah you gotta, yeah. You gotta be there for them, listen to them mm. and pray okay. you know pray with them if they are the type of prayer like praying person yeah uh, I think it's more of an accompaniment through it.
0: Yeah, you answered it. Then what I was hoping, like I didn't know if there was another answer. I I was just thinking, but I really do think. Um, being by myself, oh, let's so say, beautiful. in pain is is maybe yeah. I need to learn that. That's mm-hmm. hard. But if someone is willing to accompany, mm-hmm. to be with them, and to sit with them and help a person slow down, and say, "I'm here," mm-hmm. we don't have to run away from what's wrong. Let's mm-hmm. actually talk about it. Let's actually yeah. sit with it. I feel like that is powerful. Yeah, right? and then in a way, that's how,
1: like mercy. You know, John Paul II and uh, i think it was rich in mercy was one of his encyclicals he talked about how his mercy like his he's merciful because he can bring good out of evil mm. and in, in, in the same way we can be merciful like okay. him like god by bringing good out of evil like by out of their suffering we can accompany them okay. and, and that can be the good that you know our, our friendship is, is strengthened and then they are consoled yeah Now I want
0: to just add in a little piece here, um, from that sort of maybe a marriage and family therapist perspective when it comes to say, if somebody was to come to you and say, Hey, my spouse is doing this and I don't know what to do. And I've tried confronting them. I've tried to like take them to mass or i have tried to like help them. And they're, but they're being, you know, maybe they're being hurtful. Mm -hmm. Obviously if they're being outright abusive, you need to like get out of that situation for safety. For sure. Yeah. But yeah here's the big topic. And this could be a topic for maybe another week. So this is a teaser, but, um, is boundaries because you might need to tell someone Mm -hmm. you love. Mm -hmm. Um, I am want to help you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would, I'm willing to sit with you and accompany you through this journey and the, of the pain and everything, but it's not, uh, this behavior is not okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And right now I'm going to have to do something like set a boundary to protect me And if other people are doing in that person's life are all doing that, whether it's a full blown like intervention, we're all going to come in or they're just all saying, no, we're not going to, sorry, we love you, Mm. but we can't have this Mm -hmm. because it's hurting us. Or it's hurting the other people we care about that, that everybody setting healthy boundaries around a person in addiction Mm -hmm. might be the thing that helps the person ultimately to go. If I want to have relationships with these people, that I do care about yeah. I'm going to have to look at me I'm going to have to get help does, yeah, that, does that, that sound right that's solid yeah good, yeah. good call alright well we're going to have to like slowly wrap up here <laughs> I was hoping Thomas you know would say a little bit about the ministry yeah. you're doing because it mm-hmm. sounds really cool and it's right in our backyard yeah. too
1: thanks yeah we're, we're hoping to you know build community uh, we're also hoping to kind of uh, help people overcome the, the lies that are you know far spread throughout our culture and just discover more of God. You so, know, what's the name of it again? It's Zenith Ministries. Uh-huh. Uh Like the zenith of the sun is at its high point, or the zenith of a, a movement is at its high point. So we're like, the the high point of humanity is through you know God through and, discovering God. And if someone
0: wants to check out this ministry, where yeah, where, where do they need to look,
1: visit us at zenithministries.com. dot We're also uh, at tweet tweet at tweet zenith uh, on Twitter, uh, at zenith ministries on Instagram, and Welcome to Zenith Ministries on Facebook.
0: So use all those tools to find us in those places. Sounds good. Well, listen, we're so excited to be able to have this conversation with you, Thomas. Thank you for bringing some of your story Um, and engaging in this discussion. I know this is a huge topic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just mention that if you, uh, in particular, if you're a married couple and you're struggling with the addiction of pornography, on Souls and Hearts, we do have a course called be true which is geared for couples Mm -hmm. and it's um a lengthy course tons of meat in it tons of tons of marital assistance and help as well as addiction work is all in this course called be true it's on soulsandhearts.com you can check out the course there um and also we have a number of I've done a number of appearances over the last little while talking about addictions. And if you go to our guest appearances section on souls and hearts, you can, you can listen to a whole bunch of them. Nice. Um, so I love talking about addiction. I love talking about trauma. It's, it's apparently what I, what I do. Nice. Um, well, I, ho- I hope you've enjoyed our show today. Um, I hope you will check out souls I hope you will check out Zenith ministries. I hope you'll subscribe, I hope you'll continue to uh, support the work that we're doing. We're trying to bring solid Catholic uh, thinking and spirituality and faith and uh, bring it together with good mental health education. And so, um, thank you for being with us. And if you like what I've done today, please leave some comments as well. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you next week on Be With The Word. Take good care, still, Leave and be loved.